Pat Love, Doctor of Education, Austin, Texas. Part 1. What is emotional incest? Exploring the problem. 1. Growing up with an invasive parent. Daddy told me the day I was born he fell in love all over again. Gwen, 33 years old and a talented graphic artist, came to me with two of the telltale signs of emotional incest, chronic relationship problems, and a curious blend of high and low self-esteem. When she first walked into my office, she seemed quite poised. She had a confident stride and a warm handshake. She was dressed in a softly tailored green suit, and her dark, shiny hair was very becoming. If I'd been an employer interviewing her for a job, I'd have been favorably impressed. At first glance, her family background also seemed fairly normal. I don't have much to complain about, she said when I asked her about her childhood. I'm one of those rare individuals who came from a functional family. My parents weren't perfect, but they didn't drink, they didn't divorce, they didn't hit us, and they didn't fight. So why am I such a mess? And why am I about to get my second divorce? Over the phone, Gwen had told me she was in the middle of divorce proceedings. The year following her first divorce had been really rough, and she wanted to minimize the pain this time around. Now that I know what your parents didn't do, I said with a smile, tell me what they did do. What were they like? Well. I was a lot closer to my dad than my mother. In fact, dad and I were really close. He called me his little princess. Immediately, a red flag popped up in the back of my mind. What do you remember most about your father? I asked. One of my favorite memories is sitting on the couch with him listening to music. Dad was crazy about Mozart, and so was I. By the time I was twelve, I could identify just about every piece Mozart wrote, just from hearing the first few bars. He was really proud of that. My brother wasn't very musical. Dad would say to him, You have tin ears. What else did you and your father do? I asked. I was looking for signs of an overly close bond. When it was time for bedtime, Dad would put me to bed and read to me until I fell asleep. In the morning, he would wake me up so we could have breakfast together before he left for work. We're both morning people. My mother and my brother are night owls. He looks forward to that time alone with me each morning. He talk about his job, his worries, his plans for the future. Gwen went on to say that she and her father were avid skiers, jogged together every evening, and often accompanied each other to the symphony. By now, the red flags were flying. Gwen and her father seemed more like a happily married couple than a father and daughter. They even operated according to the same biological timetable, just like a couple of newlyweds. Did you have many friends when you were young? I asked. Children who are overly attached to a parent generally spend very little time with peers. You know, it's a funny thing to say. But I think Dad was my best friend, she replied. We did everything together. What would your mother and brother be doing while you were spending all this time with your father? 
Mother would be cooking or cleaning the house or reading. My brother would be watching TV or out with his friends. There's only one thing that bothered me about my dad, Gwen said, switching the conversation back to her father. He was always complaining to me about Mom. He'd say things like, You're smarter than your mother, or I wish your mother had your sense of humor. He'd even say those things in front of her. As she said this, she turned and looked out the window. I could see it still troubled her. How did your mother react when he did this? I asked. She just shrugged it off. Sometimes she'd get a cold look on her face and walk out of the room, slam a few cupboard doors, that sort of thing. But they never fought. I used to think that meant they had a good marriage. Now that I have some idea what marriage is about, and here she looked at me with a wry smile.